Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Remember as a kid that, that Harvester was like the greatest thing, the salad bar. It was like the yeah, world yeah. did not extend past the Harvester until yeah. you actually then went somewhere else and you were like... Oh my god, this harvester shit. You've like, never been to a harvester. I used to go to a harvester every weekend. You don't Mr. get this big without a free salad bar. Imagine how much money my parents Mr. Wellington Berkshire. My name is James Haskell. I'm Chloe Maidley. And welcome to episode six of Couples Quarantine. Now we are joined by our first actual celebrity couple. Um I mean, nobody else replied. They did, which is which is always a great start. Jamie Lang and Sophie Habu, how are you? Yeah, but firstly, that's bullshit because, uh, listen, I wasn't going to reply and then I felt like I had to, James, because you did my podcast. I was like, yeah. well, there's no, what, I can't. I have to. I have to reply. Tips for tap. I feel like you two have a bit of a bromance going on. So if we need to catch up with that, yeah. <laughs> watch out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like. I quite like. So she's already done him in the eye about five times. The podcast hasn't even started. Yet. Yeah. Th- this is what we want, though. So how? Well, how are you guys? First of all. Yeah, we're good. We're sweet. Yeah, we're hanging out. We've just moved into a new flat, which is really nice. Um, nice. We have aircon, guys. We've got aircon in the flat, which is, yeah, very posh. That's of a us. luxury got, for the UK. We've got a lot of luxury going on in here. Um, aircon does really make a difference, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, I really, I didn't it see does. them. Well, that's <laughs> the most, like, middle-class sentence ever. It's like, just to let you know, air conditioning actually does really make a difference. I can't move into a new flat if it doesn't yeah, I love have aircon. Wait, and who says, uh, who says reality TV doesn't pay? Listen, Sophie. Sophie thought that our last. So we we lived in this one bedroom place together, and Sophie was convinced that it was haunted, and that's the reason why she wasn't <laughs> sleeping. So she was literally like, it was haunted. One night. energy. One what night. Did, what, what really? Did, what do? Okay. How did this haunting manifest itself? I had terrible dreams every single night. I'm not joking. Like haunting, haunting dreams. Move out of there. Not have dreams what? about cheating on me. Let's just let's, that's the oh, haunting wait, dream. I can't, she had. Look, we need to come Beth, back to wait, wait, you cheating on him or him yeah. cheating on you? Yeah, yeah. She oh, cheating that's on fine. me. Oh, yeah, that's I enjoyable. Did. His friends. <laughs> oh, excellent. Can I just ask? Did the ghost look like a small, pale bloke with a very thin lid that used to just appear in between the sheets next to you and always try and like do bits while you're asleep? Because I think. I think I may have solved that mystery, and I think it, the ghost may follow you to your new house. I don't want to. I don't want to say. Speaking of lids, look at look at Haskell's lid. Oh, yeah. See through. I Silas from Da Vinci Code. I feel like both of us. So we just got back for we just went away for a couple of weeks, and I feel like we are the brownest and blondest we've ever yeah. been. And now we have these two on the podcast. We look like we're running. But are are you guys? Are you guys sunbathers only. on? Are you guys sunbathers on holiday? Do you, do you sunbathe and relax or do you kind of get up and do I things? Am. Yeah, I am. I like to re- sleep in late. James wakes me up for breakfast every morning at like stupid o'clock and I'm like, no, 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 no. I get up at 6am every day in the UK, like you have to let me sleep. But he forces me to get up, we go down for breakfast and then I just want to lie there all day and do nothing and any excuse that he has to run off and ditch me for all of his friends he takes. I've stopped fighting him on it now. I'm like, fine, just go. I'm going to read. 
Wait, 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 hang on. James, do you make friends on holiday? Yes, yeah, you, you, yeah, you that well, He finds friends wherever we go. I'm not He's like, oh, Ch- my friends are here. I'm like, how the hell do you even know this? Okay, well, there's two points. Firstly, we're interviewing you two, so don't you dare <laughs> hijack the show. Secondly, secondly, let's be very clear, right? Uh, we're not Monica and Chandler from Friends. I don't know, we don't have holiday buddies that we get to hang up with. Anybody who sees me have to put up with what I have to put up with my wife's chat will know that I will try to escape at all costs. I make friends with the pool attendant, uh, the, the binman, and anybody to get out of it. I, you know, I will literally... Cocktail waitress. Cocktail, fit cocktail waitresses. Female lifeguards. <laughs> um, no, she, what she's... Look, if you, you will never have listened to any of this crap that we've been putting out there, but essentially, <laughs> episode five... Chloe and I had an argument on a holiday. She's pissing me off. It's a long story, but I basically had some friends already on the island and I decided to to go off with them as opposed to go to dinner with her. <gasps> Sophie's giving me like fully. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I sat by the pool. I drank copious frozen margaritas, got on my WhatsApp group with my girls and just bitched about him till he rolled up drunk at 2am. See, that's the way to do it. Can I also, because I, I have looked at a little clip and I found this hilarious. James, what is this book that you have given people that teaches teaches cunnilingus. What yes. is this? Have well, you cunnilingus. What's cunnilingus? Yeah. I think cunnilingus so is tricky. That yeah, Sophie, I was about to say, if you're asking love, you don't. You know, he's obviously not supplying it, and you need to learn because that is. Cause what I tell you what, earth is cunnilingus? It's, it's another airline like Air Lingus. It's yes, just, it's, just, it's just it's way more fun, um, and you get, but you don't get any air miles, but you really should. From well, it. actually, he okay. So your boyfriend means. Oh, wait, I actually want to ask you about this, but anyway going down on a girl but i actually think cunnilingus is specific to the anal region no that's yeah. anal well, like going down in the anal region welcome to jace has chloe madeley's sex lectures um what we're going to explain is what your your lovely partner is, is trying to insinuate is that i once read a book when i was younger i was recommended it called she comes first and it's a book on oral sex men up, upgrading their skills um to the point where i'm actually a teacher like I, I did I did you know like in karate they have black belts I was like a black belt and then I got my 10th down and now I'm a grandmaster and basically I recommended this, this book is his to... own um, feedback to himself well, you say that you say that but you know I have conventions and all the girls come up and cheer my name and, um, and obviously I, I, I told a few people about this book and genuinely some teammates in New Zealand who are probably even more shy about th- than us about you know come, talking coming forward with oral sex and bits and pieces. I you know they said uh, you know came up a conversation. I said read this book and their wives came up and were like, thank you, thank you so much. So, <laughs> no, this did not happen. They did not. I swear on my life. This is James's PR campaign for his penis. But you're married, so sit down. <laughs> no, but but basically, so from the sounds of it, your 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 partner desperately needs this. Jamie needs it. I don't imagine he's got a great skill set anyway. Looking at him, so I mean, I, I I'd probably be I'd probably be with him for the air conditioning is what I would put out there as the reason I would stick with him. But the reason. Okay, so yeah, so. let's um, let you know what this has been a fantastic intro in and of itself. But I actually really want to intro you both because I actually have loads of questions off the back of it, and I need you to fill in the gaps because Wikipedia is just a hole of hell um 
Okay, right. So for everyone who doesn't know, Jamie and Sophie, both of you were on Made in Chelsea, weren't you? Mm-hmm. But you did different series, did you not? Or like, how, I, I'm confused oh, yeah. by this. He's how many, did you meet? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm a lot older than I know. I look younger. People say that. People do say that we He's look like I, the veteran. I'm... I'm not the veteran. It's just <laughs> it's not the veteran. I just I stayed on it a lot longer than you. So I started about ten years ago. So yeah, it's been going for ten years. Uh, Sophie started. It's been going longer, but you you stuck it out for ten more years. No, it's been going. <laughs> It's been going 10 years. That's what I think. It's been going 10 years. I've been on it for 10 years. I just missed the first series. Are but you so- still on it now? Because I thought you were done with yes, it. But then I feel like a lot wow. of your castmates say that they're done and then they're not done. Well, listen, what's done? Jamie's never even pretended he's done. He, just, he will be there when he is Till the bitter on. end. Sophie, I'm sensing a bit of like tension. Would you prefer he wasn't on to stop doing it? Has he made a few promises like, babe, this is the last time I'm going to do it. And as soon as they call up and he's like, how much are they going to pay me? Yes, I'll do it. Oh, really? Many times. Are you kidding me? Yes. No, he just, um, he definitely will stick it out till the end. Look, you'll yeah. see all the different age groups come in and go, <laughs> go and always be there. No, the- no. The, the thing is, the thing is, that what I like to call, I'm, I'm persistent. And I think that's key in life. And I think people aren't persistent. I'm a hard work and persistent. That's one way to do it. It is. Tenacious. And yeah. And, I, and I've stuck it out for about 10 years. And then Sophie and I were friends for about two years. And then we started dating after that. But we dated. We didn't date on the sort of TV show like most people do. We were secretly dating behind yeah. the scenes. So we didn't tell anyone about it because... I was a little bit embarrassed. She was obviously punching. I was mortified. Yeah, she was obviously. She was, was like, please, can I just put you on my Instagram? I was like, no, no. no I do not want anyone to be know yet. On that roundabout of uh, riffraff. <laughs> but, but it was one of, it was one of those things that, like, you know, we, we kind of kept it quiet for a while. And then it slowly came out. And because people a bit upset about it because our friends are dating and things like that and so it was giving me house to go this deep sorry into, i just know? well i gave them a little bit more oh no i love it i love it because this is what i want because i've got some friends who either have done it or are still on it and the the ones who are in relationships actually i've known them throughout various relationships say that it is really bloody hard on your relationship and as soon as the producers find out it is like a waiting game of how much drama they're going to throw you away so i wanted to ask you like have you found it difficult on your relationship and if so, how do you handle it behind closed doors and then kind of armor up when you go into filming? Like, do you have a strategy? Do you know, I don't think, I think both of us are quite like hot-headed and neither of us sort of plan anything. So anything that's happened on the show has happened without any pre-warning. And, <laughs> you know, there's definitely, if I could like plan it and go out with like the strong armor on, I would, <laughs> but I definitely okay, didn't. Listen, James, can I ask you a question? Okay, yes. here we go. If you're dating someone, you're dating someone, right? You're just dating. That's all it is. Sleeping yes. with them. No, so. okay, you're sleeping. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah. You're dating someone. You're not going out. You're dating. You're not going to win this battle. Well, watch me. <laughs> um, you're just dating someone, okay? Yeah. And you then sleep with someone else while yes. da- well, just dating that person. You're not going out. You're just dating. Is that wrong? Right. Well, first of all, have you had a conversation? Have, have you like had? Have you had any kind of contact between? He practically had already said he loved me. So. Well, have <laughs> you? Pra- wait, wait. Is he, he practically or had he? Because I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I, obviously, um, I know to look at me, you wouldn't imagine that I had a much of a of a single uh, past. Oh, and obviously, please. I've only had eyes for my, my beautiful wife um, for the last six years. Mister, I used to give out books on going down on girls, and all these wives would throw themselves at me. No, no, they got the book after I'd gone down on them. <laughs> Signed. <laughs> 
Oh, it was just, it was just you're welcome on it. Um, uh, you're for your next partner, because obviously sometimes like it's like you know if you if you only ever eaten in a harvester and then you go to Nobu and you go, oh my god, I can never eat anywhere else again. It's a bit like with me. I had to give them the book because they were never going to reach their Everest again. Everyone has to reach base camp. But anyway, enough about me. More about I you. I love how you pulled up harvester as well. Yeah, harvester. Because <laughs> oh, you know, do you remember as a kid? A do you remember as a kid? That, that harvester was like the greatest thing the salad bar it was like the yeah, world yeah. did not extend past a harvester until yeah. you actually then went somewhere else and you were like oh my god this harvester shit you've like, never been to a harvester I used to go to a harvester every weekend you don't Mr. get this big Barksha. without a free salad bar imagine how much money my parents Mr. Wellington Berkshire would go to harvester on the weekend I, I used to go to the happy eater that was yes <laughs> happy eater beef <laughs> eater, happy eater. Okay, Sophie's too young for the happy eater yeah, she doesn't yeah. know I don't what know is. what the happy eater is harvester is weirdly enough that was my going down nickname the happy Peter. <laughs> Good tie-in, well done. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> that was my brand. That was my brand. That was my. It was. <laughs> sorry. Oh God. Um. Anyway, what I was trying to say was, I obviously fall and foul of this situation, but I think I, I wanted to do a whole show on this, but it's actually quite an interesting. One is that sometimes when you when you slept with people, men are terrible at being honest, and it's something yeah. I've learned with being with my my wife that actually. A lot of times when people date uh, girls or whatever, or, or especially from my, my situation, if, you, if I dated someone and say, for example, the chemistry wasn't there, the sex wasn't great, if I just fronted up next day and called them up and said, listen, I had a really nice time, but I just don't think the chemistry was right or I don't think, um, you know, the, the sex was, we, we didn't feel like we're compatible, you know, but you're a lovely girl and just left it, that would be way better than doing what I'd done, which is like ghost people, not talk to people mm. and everything else. I think also what I used to do is I used to be very honest. So if I was seeing a girl in your situation and I actually liked her, then I would have said, look, I, I, like, I like you, but perhaps, you know, we're not exclusive or whatever. But if you haven't had the conversation and you've gone off and drilled a mate, then... You're yeah. on pretty thin on this. Okay. So is this what Thank happened? You. No. Yeah. Close. I don't know why you bring this no, up. No, it's not what happened. It's not <laughs> we love the drama. It's, it's yeah. not what happened. It's not what happened. I said to Sophie that I really liked her. I was, James, I was like, yeah, I went out there. I said I really liked her. And Sophie umdenard and was like, you know what? I don't really know. I, I don't know. Like, pushing me away. All no, the time. circumstantially, I was like, look, this is quite rough. Maybe we should just cut it in there. <laughs> She said, it. In the bag. she said, let's call oh, it. Oh, she has went, a moral okay. compass. Yeah, so she, she was went, like, oh, yeah, this could exactly. be a bit complicated. Yeah, fine. Moral fine. compass. There's no moral compass. <laughs> she, she just didn't fancy me that much. That was all no, it was at the beginning. That's right. Persistency, that's what I'm going to say. I was just persistent with it. Yeah. And it, she said to me she didn't want to be with me, basically. And then I went. That night, he went, oh, right, well, can't we? Yeah, but you can't. This is a very Ross from Friends situation. I do think this. We were on a break. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, Soph, if you were the one to be like, oh, I'm not that sure, and then, then, Jamie, you went and banged someone else, then, like, okay, that's kind of fair-ish. Unless this was, like, a little bit of, like, a temporary blip and you guys were already kind of off to the races in terms of being in a relationship, in which case you could have waited a week, mate. Yeah, Yeah, you didn't. And then we were back together the next morning. And I was like, why are your bed sheets off? But how long until you told told her? Because I feel like I could forgive, I have, I mean, and I could forgive James for a multitude of things, but it's the lying that I can't yeah. abide. Like I need mm. the truth. So how long till I you agree. were truthful? I said lying. We had this conversation the other day. I think 
lying is just not okay in a relationship. I think if you're you're mature, right, you can be like, shit happens. Like, we're all human. And especially for you guys, and I think initially in the beginning for us, like, when, you know, you have the work and the jobs that we have and, you know, what goes with it, it, like, shit happens. And you have to kind of figure it out as you go and be quite forgiving. But, like, I can't be the only person in a room that doesn't know the situation or I can't sit there opposite someone who's meant to love me and be lied to, like, over and over and over again and then forgive them. So that, to me, is the thing. So how were you honest? Yeah, the, see, that that was the thing with Sophie. It wasn't so much about... Uh, it wasn't so much about the sleeping with someone else. Anything like that. It was more about the fact that she didn't know. Mm-hmm. I had never told her about it. Um, and what but the, this kind of thing which I realised from that is that I sort of had been in relationships in the past or dated people in the past where I'd kind of gone around it. I was younger, whatever, and said whatever I had to say to get out of it. With Sophie, it wasn't like that. It was, you be honest or I'm gone. And it was the first time I'd ever been in a relationship where suddenly I had lost the person that I really liked. And at that point, I really, you know, I really liked you. At that point, I suppose now. At that point, I thought you were brilliant. Now that I've lived with her, Jesus, aircon, let's get aircon. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God, with the ghosts and the aircon. I love it. aircon. But but what I realised was, is that, like I said, I'd always been able to sort of worm my way back in, somehow said something or whatever. With Sophie, it was just that it was gone. And I was like, wow, actually, this person, I, and there's boundaries. I knew what there were boundaries straight from the beginning. If you, mm. you can go out, you can have fun, you can do whatever you want, you can party with your friends, you don't have to, you can see me whenever. But as long as you're honest and truthful and treat me with respect, that's all I care about. And that yeah. was from the very beginning. And so I learned a pretty strong lesson early on that there was this line, and if you cross it, then she's gone. But that's good, though. Like, it's really important early doors. Sometimes you have to go through that shit to draw the boundaries, to find out what they are, and then you know how to continue on in the relationship. Like, we did. We had so many ups and downs and, and issues, and, and if we hadn't had them earlier on, I don't think we ever would have got until married. We got your, until we got you medicated, and a bloke with a high-powered <laughs> rifle was to take you out at any, if you had one of your moments. Um, no, but we, I, I, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's interesting to go back to what you said about, I think as well as expectation, because I think... I'm not wrong or right in saying this. Women are more emotional animals, you know. Is it you? You know, you had a break and you went and acted straight away. That's a very man thing to do, you know. Like the whole, you know, Chloe mentioned Ross from from Friends. Yeah. That he goes, we were on a break, even though it was like, you know, one day. There were a couple of hours. You went ahead and did something. I think that's like quite a ma- male thing to do. Yeah. I'm interested to see what our listeners think about that because women, you know, I said to Chloe. You know, if I was to die, how long would you, how long would you wait? You know, would you, would you, would you mourn me? And she was like, oh, you know, probably six months. <laughs> and she was like, what happens if you, if, if I died? I'm like, well, I'd, probably, I'd be quite upset for like 30 minutes and then I'd probably move on quite quickly. Um, I think it, men and women are very different like this. And I do, of course, I know women who really enjoy promiscuous sex. But the amount of men I know who enjoy promiscuous sex versus women, I mean, it's like an avalanche in numbers. And I think we're, we are just built differently. But ultimately, like, you guys seem great now. You've got your air conditioning flat you've yeah, like yeah. made no, it through but, the other side. oh yeah but yes. it's interesting Cody, if you say that about so so it's interesting with like guy there's like statistically right supposedly uh guys fall in love with someone after two dates so they basically that's why guys at the beginning go oh my god i love you i love you i love you like this and they they go in <laughs> full blast straight away and actually it takes women supposedly stereotypically again 
15 dates or whatever you want to metaphorically to fall, in, to fall in love. And that's why with guys, what happens is, is that especially when they're much younger and they haven't really, they're just sort of coming out of doing whatever, they very much fall in love and then go, okay, done, fall in love, oh my God, done. And it's like jumping from one to the next where actually girl, actually women don't have that. They sort of actually emotionally attach themselves and it takes a lot longer. And it's supposedly a, that's interesting. why. Yeah, that's supposedly why guys jump around a lot more. Also just guys, for guys, I don't always think it's, it is definitely, it's about sex, but also I think there's an element of uh like ego for some reason we grew up with this playboy attitude that if you're a playboy and you sleep around it's kind of cool and you're respected and all these different things and that doesn't really disappear until you actually realize that you actually look like a bit of a bellend if you're still doing it in your 30s yeah Yeah. i love though that you've had that realization i feel like you guys are really growing (laughs) i feel like i'm growing just now we're we're, we're not remotely ahead of you no i had a conversation i had a conversation with a mate of mine actually was old i said to him you know, I think a lot of men lie to themselves potentially um, and try to admit that, that, that the desire to like, you know, have sex and everything else like that and women as well. You know, for, for Chloe and I, we've we talked about it. You know, when we're in a relationship, Chloe says, you know, she supp- suppresses looking at other people. She's content with what you have. I was talking to some, some men who were either married or not married and they were like, but you just never want, you never stop wanting to, to sleep with girls. You never stop. I said, but it, it the point is, is that it's, it's an animalistic instinct. It never stops. But the thing with it is, is that you've got to be comfortable and happy with what you've got and have to mm. understand that it's it's like a, an innate thing in the back of your head and it's a never-ending situation. But a lot of people who get caught in that trap are thinking, well, you know, it's like a numbers game. I remember when I was younger, it was a lot of stuff I did was just to be able to come into the change room and tell tell the lads, I've done mm. this mad thing, I've done this mad thing. And it wasn't even that fulfilling. It was just kind of quite, um, you know, just yeah. doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah, I'd say, so what you're saying is that you just settle. Yeah, so I'm just settling. That's it. So say, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just, you know you just what, I've just settled. Just press it to death <laughs> and then no, settle but, down. But it's in Sophie and I have the same thing. You know, uh, I think there's a lot of relationships out there where some good-looking guy walks in or a good-looking girl walks in, and so you're, you're not meant to look at them. You're, you're meant to sort of turn away. And Sophie and I very much have this thing. Is it true that if some good-looking guy or good-looking girl walks in, you'll say, he's hot or I'll say she's hot or whatever like that because it allows it to be a bit more you know you can accept that someone's good looking but it's this sort of attitude towards it and I do I have a lot of guys who who still kind of I suppose uh guy friends who look out there but I couldn't be more content in a relationship than I've ever been I think it's just because you find your buddy that you want to be with and that's what it is am I being too cheesy for you is that what (laughs) yeah I am no I think I don't think it's cheating. I think it's learned behaviour. I think, look, we're not stupid. There, there are good-looking or, like, sexy people all around every day. There are a dime a dozen. Like, you know, either of you, and same for us, could probably go on holiday or, like, walk into a bar or walk into a club and go home with someone, right? Like, it could, it could easily happen. But ultimately, I think... I don't know. I don't want to speak for all women. Like, Sophie, maybe you can tell me what you think about this, but I'm very good at kind of... When I'm in a, in a relationship, I compartmentalise. So I'm... I'm, I'm I'm married and that's it. And I don't look around and I don't think, oh my God, that guy's so fit. I wish I could fuck him. Oh my God. And then like live in hell. But I think men find it a lot harder. Like a hot woman will come in and they are, I mean, they're a lot more frequently found than men, let's be honest. And and they're, yeah. And I think men are like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I want to fuck her and I can't fuck her. I'm in a relationship. Oh my God, oh my God. And they get themselves into this tears and it's like, just relax. There's a fit girl. Look at her, appreciate it and crack on because you're taken. But I don't know. Soph, what do you think? Do you feel like it's easier for women to kind of accept that and kind of crack on and men struggle or how do you see it? Well, I don't know. I'm, I probably look at girls more than I look at boys. So I probably agree. I'm always like, God, that girl's so fit. I'm very, 
I mean, it is true. There isn't that many fit boys no. strolling around the streets, but no. there is a lot of fit girls. Yeah. But I'm so the same. Like, if I'm in a relationship, that's it. Like, I just, I don't, it just wouldn't even really cross my mind. There's no desire to sort of like go and sleep with somebody. Not I don't true. Get, but I don't know whether that <laughs> comes down to like animal, like us just inherently as women being so different, like our sex drives so much, like the, like, I don't know whether it's like a mental. But I, not I, I don't true. buy that. I think my sex drive has always been higher in my relationships than any of my partners. I don't buy it. I just think we're good at accepting that, that shit is how it is and getting on with it. And men always want to like fight the status quo. Or whatever but, uh, I think wait, it's wait, interesting. Wait, Jamie, boys like have, they, they're more fight or flight. Is that yes, the thing? I've heard 100%. that somewhere. Like us girls can like rationally think about something. Whereas a boy's like, oh my God, my penis is saying this or feeling yeah. this I've got to go do it oh my god but I can't do it I'm not meant to do it whereas we're just like okay well okay. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you so Chloe so I always think uh, well first of all I think so it's exactly right the animalistic instinct thing of and we talked about it before with Chloe um, and men sending dick pics online to girls Ugh. and everything else because right because when it gets Wreck. on like an animalistic instinct is that you can tell there's a bloke sitting at home and he's got so horned up he can't think straight and he thinks the best thing I'm going to do is send a dick <laughs> pic cause, but you then have that rational epiphany just as you just as you orgasm you're like oh my god what have I done what have I done it? James the worst calls it um, post come hatred yeah, it's, yeah, his yeah. Thing. it's PCH uh, people who listen to this will know about PCH lads it's, it's, it's a re- very real thing this is Couples Quarantine Hi everyone and welcome to Couples Quarantine. Now I know Chloe you've been snooping around and actually worked out a little bit about what's going on today but this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens, a comprehensive nutritional beverage. (laughs) Yeah with so many stresses in life it can be really difficult to get in enough fruit and veg aka micronutrients that our bodies really need but this is where Athletic Greens can help you out. Their daily all-in-one greens powder is easily added to your day-to-day life with zero worry or fuss. Do you know what it's actually really tasty because some green supplements are a little bit Ugh, but Athletic Greens does an awesome job packing in 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including multivitamins, minerals, probiotics, green superfoods. I know I sound like an absolute keno scientist here, but of course I read the boxes. Mm-hmm. It was my daily reading for the day. It also increases energy and focus and aids with digestion and supports a healthy immune system, all without the need, I won't believe this, to take multiple products. Athletic Greens is one formula based on the latest research, investing in absorbable and natural sources of each ingredient and going above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure that their customers receive the highest quality supplement. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, no thanks, and contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And I've tried this and I agree. I give it my Haskell seal of approval. (laughs) So right now, Athletic Greens will support your immune system during the winter months and they're offering our audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit the link today you'll basically never have to buy vitamin d again sorry did you say a free one year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs yes can we can i claim that <laughs> i'm sure you can oh, i know it's inside a trading but all you have to do to, to win this incredible prize is simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash couples and join health experts Chloe, athletes, me, and health conscious go getters around the world to make a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, 
for the slow reader group simply visit athleticgreens.com slash couples and get your free year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs this is couples quarantine but it's interesting i i think as well there's a lot of double standards around well looking at girls because you know, Chloe has. We have a similar situation to you. You know, there's no point pretending that uh, fit people don't exist. Both men and mm. women. I, I, I look at good-looking men. Look, I'm, you know, I'm, um, I'm very equal. If someone's, mm. I mean, I basically look at anybody. Normally, if there's something odd going on, I'll be like this. James was flirting with this guy in an ice cream shop the other day, and then on the way back he was drunk. And the way back he was like, "That sexy little man that walked in the ice cream shop." I was like, we do- "Babe, you're very sexually fluid." He was like, "No, but you have to admit, he's okay. sexy." Okay, so, so like, tell the full oh, story. So we're not- little man. Uh, yeah, oh. I, I, we were in he Greece. was tiny and he was we were gorgeous. In Greece. We were in Greece. Right? I walked into an ice cream. We walked into an ice cream part, and there was like mountains of homemade ice cream. First of all, they had like you know two scoops, three scoops, or like. A real fat person, four <laughs> scoop system. And I went, Chloe, how many do you want? She'd had a few wines. She went, uh, four. The bloke had to go to the back to get the fat people cones. He was like, I don't have any, right? And he honestly went back, got his fucking, got a shovel, filled in these four scoops of this ice cream, right? Chloe's sitting there, melting all over the place. And I went to him, absolutely mind. I went, I went, well, Mate, to be honest with you, you're in pretty good shape for somebody no, no, who works James in an ice cream parlour. James Foley cracked on to me and was like, you're in fantastic shape for a young man who works in an ice cream shop. Right? Like, and he went, and he went, he went, well, actually, we, you know, it's only 6% fat. And, we, and he started telling him all about it. I was like, oh, fuck, I don't really care. I was just saying you could <laughs> look at it. Trying to take him home. Anyway, so I, I had to have the fat person bucket too. So Chloe and I were walking like, fat, like fat Americans, like dripping all over the place, talking. And as I went back, I went, that sex little man in that ice cream parlour was really interesting. Chloe was like, <gasps> You definitely fancy you definitely Fancied him, and I was like, "Look, I, I, for example, I think David Gandhi is fit as fuck, right? I, I think he's, I think he's a beautiful man. I think Brad Pitt's a beautiful man. Tom Hardy, I think, is a beautiful man. Having had a bit of chat with him, not sure he's quite got the personality that would merge with mine, but I'm willing to. <laughs> really I'm willing. Also, also wanted to drop in the fact that he's spoken to Tom Hardy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's not yeah. exactly here. Yeah, best of friends. Tom's always blowing up my phone. Will you come around and hang out? No, Tom, fuck off. Um, but anyway, there is a bit of double standards though because. You know, Chloe will say things like a girl or walk, a bloke will walk past, and Chloe would literally say something like, "You would say something, fuck, he's good, like, he's hot as fuck, mm. that guy." Like, you know, I was like, I, I, or she won't be able to speak; she'll lose the power of speech. Oh, that always happened when I met Dan Carter. I was just like mute. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. What to she say. met Dan Carter and let's put wet floor signs down. It's fucking <laughs> embarrassing. Um, and then, and then I, but I look at a girl and I just give it a quick like glance, and I come back, and Chloe's looking at me. She goes, "You're right." I was like. Yes, tied a little piece over there. And uh, she's like, what you mean? What you mean? So now we've got a situation with you guys where Chloe will go, you know, she's... That's a lot. I never care when you look at a girl. It's when he stares. Like, Sophie, do you have this? So if he looks at a girl, I don't mind. That's completely fine. When he's been looking for a solid 50 seconds... I'm yeah, like, it's like, you're pr- what are you doing? Like, yeah. you're a predator. Yeah, <laughs> stop. <laughs> what are you, like, imagining in your head right now? Yeah. Exactly. And then he... And when <laughs> I bring it up to him... Yeah. yeah. And then he goes... Um, I'm just going to be really clear for you so you know, Chloe, and so you understand how men work because no men will tell you the truth, but I'll tell you the truth. I'm like, Joy, here it comes from my loving husband. He's like, I want to fuck every fit girl that I see. There we go, I said it. Get over it. I was like, God, I'm so close to divorce right now. But then I sat... (laughs) Ridiculous. But then I sat and and absorbed it and I thought, well, yeah, that's how men think. 
I mean, it just is. And, and I wish it wasn't true. The moral of the story is the truth wins. So I need to clap that. Like I hate Roger Hatch. No, so what? What happened? Sophie. The other day we were sitting in this restaurant in Notting Hill, and this good-looking guy comes over and he sort of sits down. He's like he like sort of squats down next to me and he's talking to one of our friends. I'm sort of looking at this. I turn around and look at Sophie. Sophie's flirting with him. Like she's obviously <laughs> she's doing this weird thing that I have never seen her do to me. She's pushed her boobs out. No, she's playing I, with I, her hair. No, <laughs> you did. Honestly, you did. Again, animal instinct. I didn't know what I was doing. I was looking down. I was like, oh, what am I doing? Why are my boobs so far out? <laughs> it's a tease. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. He would I've get seen Chloe. Another stunning person. <laughs> really? Chloe, I mean, oh, well, I need to go on. Chloe right, can't. Um, she can't speak, and at parties, she gets passed around like a bag of sweets. She's on more laps than a fucking chihuahua. I've never seen anything like it. Chihuahua. Uh, honestly, she's like, I'm like, is that a handbag, dog? That's my wife draped over some bloke. And, she, and, and I'm like, oh, they're so friendly. Everyone's One so thing friendly. I will say, this is, this is definitely a double standard in our relationship, and I will say this. Right from the off, I've always been, like, the flirty one. Like, I'm the one who'll go out, get drunk, flirt. Like, and that, it's not a thing. I don't care. It's because I'm mm-hmm. drunk and I just don't care. Um, but I have to. But James has always been, like, the quite well-behaved one on the surface of things. But... I will say this. If I catch him flirting, there's a handful of girls I'll let him flirt with and they know who they are. Roshi, nah, I'll shout you all out. I love them. I trust them. They're gorgeous. I don't care. But if I catch him flirting with anyone who doesn't fall in that bracket, it is on. That is is getting... I'm so with you. Is there an argument to say, look, you guys are... You can see by your rapport, by everything, just by, you know, not just the fact that you guys uh marry and things like that but just, just how you are with it. you're so good with each other and comfortable and th- i would like to think the same as Sophie and i however isn't there the sometimes when if you know you sat with someone if you're in a relationship that you're kind of strong and you're you respect each other and stuff like that, that you are able to flirt with someone if you just sit there and you're flirting with that person because it's just a natural thing to do is that wrong to do yes not saying that i do that it depends I'm on the saying, person it, it really depends. Person. Yeah, I have friends who like will sit on his lap, like jump on his shoulders while dancing. I couldn't care. It really, mm. but there are people who, and I think this is instinct. I don't think this is what James would call like psycho. My instinct will tell me when there's someone that I'm not comfortable with, and there's usually a reason why, mm. and then it's a hard no. You don't, but yeah. surely you must have that too, Jamie. Like you must be like Sophie. I don't really care if you flirt with my best mate when we're drunk on a night out, but I do care if yeah, you, you flirt definitely with. Do. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I was going to ask James. Is actually I, I think so. For me, I don't, I'm pretty laid back with everything. I don't really get upset or jealous or anything like that. I think that if Sophie was to thing is, I know Sophie. Sophie doesn't pay anyone attention. Like she really <laughs> doesn't. Even when she doesn't hardly pay me attention. So she pays. By some, attention, you mean flirting? I you pay know, everyone. You know, attention. I, can I tell you something? I, Sophie and I, we had, we had, we had, oh, right. it's true. we had sex the other night. All right, I got on top of her and she went. Ugh. And I went sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry and she went oh nothing just get on and she went don't worry get on with it <laughs> what oh. no I didn't you did you went oh. I think I was really drunk I wanted to go see if I don't even remember this and look, if she's really drunk we can't hold it against her is fucking amazing <laughs> you made the oh you're fucking heavy and just get on with it I just hurry up and come with you for fuck's sake you're wasting my time I've got to go to bed I honestly don't remember this I think I'd eat uh, we'd been for dinner and was quite full ready yeah. for bed and I oh. vaguely remember just being like, come on, let's get this over that one. Don't you have a story about this? Oh yeah, I, I once went on a date at early doors with a, with a girl, and um, it was back in the day. My parents were quite sticklers for like, you know, when I was younger, couldn't share a bedroom. You know, if they came round, mm-hmm. spare. But so I think I, if we were having a bit of a sexual relationship, I think I used to. T- 
trying to do a job in the back of my nan's Vauxhall Astra. My nan wasn't in it or driving it at the time. She died, but I was, I was, it was my car, right? And, uh, you know, respecting her name. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, if, if, if my grandma, she would have been revolving the, in the grave like a fucking spinning top. She would have powered London for a week, the amount of magnetic le- uh, electricity she would have produced. Um, so I went out for lunch and I went to a place. May she rest where, in peace. May she rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> please, Dad, don't listen to this podcast. Um, and uh, we basically went out for lunch to dinner to this pub and I'd obviously not been on a date there before. I knew the owners. They made a big fuss of me. And so everything was double. So double starters, double steak. And I, and I, and I finished with like a white chocolate uh, cheesecake. I remember it now. And to say that I was like... I'd obviously had to finish all the food because, A, I didn't want them to show that I was being disrespectful to their, to, to them being generous. And obviously, I always finish my, my food. So I walked out there, like, pretty much out of breath by the time I got to the Vauxhall Astra. And I sort of took it, you know, and, and this girl, I think she wore some nice lingerie at the time. Um, to get was, banged in a car! His I, dead grandma's car! I'm going to wear happy, my best lingerie happy is about, fucking girls will dress up <laughs> Oh, Everest. You fucking dress up to climb Everest. You dress up to get on with a happy eater. I love how great this character is. I'm shitting, man. I've got a tiny penis. Um, and so anyway, I basically, I pulled up to a secluded lay-by, like most people do. I shone a few lights, all the dog has left. And, um, and I... going to murder her. I know, it was, yeah. It was a bit like And I got into the back seat of the car. And I just sat there and I couldn't breathe. I had to sit there for an hour, like unable to move. I, could, I, was, I thought I was going to be sick. Like cheesecake was sitting just at my esophagus. I was like, this is going to be a nightmare. Um, and needless to say, I, I couldn't I couldn't do a job. I, I, I had to retire due to overeating. Yeah. Which was, which yeah. was... We, had, we had, Sophie and I, one of the first times we were like sleep sharing a bed together. We were, and I had the same thing. I, I, I have a bad tummy anyways. And we, we went out for dinner and I, I ate something pretty weird. I was like, well, I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. And we only had one bathroom. So I was like, I don't know what to do here. Anyway, we Sophie was sort of lying in bed and she was sort of maybe sort of like half asleep at this point. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to just go far outside of the bed. <laughs> so I, I clicked and I, we, we sort of were still nervous with each other. So I went to the edge of the bed and, and I lifted up my cheek and I went, and I went <laughs> like, that, like, like it was a snitch. <laughs> Out like that, and, went, and Sophie went, "What's that?" And I went, "What's what?" And she went, "What was that noise?" And I went, "I don't know." She went, well, "What was it?" I went, "I don't know." It's midnight, and she goes, "Why is someone sweeping leaves outside?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Sophie, are you sure it was a ghost? Was it, are you yeah. sure it was a Jamie's yeah. ass? It was the ghost. <laughs> I love that, but you know, we, we had a whole ghost episode on that. Sweeping leaves outside. <laughs> 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 God, midnight. The, oh, the wind whistling <laughs> through the eaves. I actually believed that I never knew that it was any. I honestly still thought someone sweeping leaves until I heard it on his podcast about a month later. I love that though. <laughs> it's maybe going a bit far. But talking again, a callback when we were talking about cunnilingus. I was saying I was talking about the fact you know when you go into rimming. So the only problem with rimming is you have to get past the bum vinegar first. Oh. <laughs> That is so rank. Like licking that a battery. That is the rankest <laughs> thing My friend did something. He'll be listening to this. We're going to get him on the show, so I don't want to stitch him up. But and he patented something called the quarterback sneak, which is basically rimming. But um, he said that he did it one fell motion after a girl had been wearing wet leggings, and he said it was like licking the back of a toad. And he said uh, he said it was the worst, the worst thing. And that retired him. That retired him. He was, you know, I think he was a bit like. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> I know that my, one manoeuvre failed him. My friend, my friend, my friend who's recently gone sober, he, I said, so how's, how's the sex? You know, he recently become sober, he's single. Yeah. How is he? He said, oh, it's, it's really quite awkward. 
I said, well, what do you mean it's quite awkward? He said, well, I went, he calls it the rooting and tooting because he, he met some girl who lived in tooting and went back with her. And, I, and he was like, gosh, she was quite drunk. So it's all a bit weird. But I thought, okay, what I have to do is perform cunnilingus on her because this is what you do. And every single, he, he's, every single time he's had sex, he's been hammered. She's like, this is the first time. Anyway, he, he went down on her and he said, he said, he said she had a really, really thick vagina. And it was really wet. So it was like licking a canoe. <laughs> Oh, and he, and so he hasn't been able to do it since. Canoeing, canoeing, and What I wanted to ask you guys because we've got we've gone so far off topic was firstly how <laughs> yeah, but the topics have been pretty. They've been amazing. <laughs> Is how did you how did you find quarantine? Because genuinely. Uh, you actually inspired me to start doing some stuff with with No, Chloe. you're the reason we started doing couples quarantine. Really? Yeah, because oh, we love that means the world. Thank you. Yeah, so- we were obsessed with you guys when in lockdown. We watched all your stuff, and James was like, "We should do something like this." And I was like, "We don't look as good as them." And he was like, "Fine, we'll do a podcast. No one has to watch us." But <laughs> yeah. now, hey, listen, <laughs> guys, just to, just to big up your podcast, um, I have lots of friends who you know, not only just rugby fans or friends uh, fans of uh, fans of you, Chloe, like. People who generally listen to it think your podcast is genius, thinks it's hilarious. And I was saying that I was going on it. But I think for lockdown for us, it was, it, I found it okay because I think I needed a rest anyway. I think I was one of these people that are running back down a hill. And if the hill, if I suddenly stopped running, I'd fall over. So I yeah. kind of realized how knackered I was. And we went to the countryside and relaxed near my mum's. But so found it pretty hard after. Yeah, I found it quite tough. I think that I'm such a routine kind of person and I started off when we went into lockdown I had COVID and I was at well I wasn't ill but I was so tired with it and I think because of that the first week of my lockdown I was so tired I never sort of got out of it I became like just really like lazy my my motivation my routine completely went and I yeah I didn't I'm not sure I think perhaps if I was in London, I don't know. I was very lucky well, to be in the country. But I think I think it was yeah. more the fact that like she Sophie was used to that. She was used to getting up, going to the gym. Uh, you know, she quite likes the fact that she can walk outside, walk to the shop that she likes to get her food from, and you know, yeah. she can go and see her buddies and things like that. And also, you know, you know, like you were saying, about, I'm I was quite lucky. I had podcasts to do. I quite like creating stuff. I was, you know, all these things. And so for Sophie, it was all kind of new to like, you know, Sophie doesn't hugely enjoy being on social media every single second of the day like doing videos and stuff like that she just kind of likes doing other stuff that's why i ended up doing yeah (laughs) ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, yeah. No. I was sort of... 
yeah it was like what what but then the real turning moment the real turning moment was we were in the house and I heard this honestly I thought she had been murdered in the other room I heard this screaming and I was like oh god what's happened and I ran into the next door room honestly I put a cape on ready to save her (laughs) and she was crying because she couldn't get her jean shorts upside over her bum because she had done too much weight and honestly she was so upset I was like it's gonna be okay and she goes look at me look at me I just, I warned what every we, girl we, can relate to, to this moment. Exactly. Every girl has a meltdown exactly. like that at some point. And Jamie's like, honestly, thought I was mental. And I was like, no, no, no. Just give me five minutes and I'll be fine. Brace myself. And I was like, but I'd also gone down to the country with one pair of trainers thinking I was going to be back in London the next week. And we were obviously ended up being up for nine weeks. Yeah. And like by the end of it, my trainers had a hole in like the toe of them and stuff. And I just, I think I just. I was. I really struggled with not having motivation and like not mm. having a routine. But, but yeah. I tell you what, I don't know if you guys found this. For Sophie and I, uh, you know, we were only, we were just coming up to our year anniversary, but we really kind of became buddies, and we really kind of, you know, that if you want to really stand the test of time in a relationship, lock down together, and we yeah. really had, we really became really close during it. Did you guys have that, or did you argue a bit? Well, I was actually going to say that it, it, I think for some couples it's been been the end, but for other couples it, it's really actually it. condensed down all the stuff you would have gone through in six months, a year, two years, three years into a short period of time. And I actually think for some people it, it's probably highlighted whether you're with the one or not. Luckily for Chloe and me, we've always spent an inordinate amount of time together. From the first moment that I convinced Chloe to go on a date with me to three, day, four days later to us sort of starting our relationship, We've, we've been apart when I've been on a tour playing but other than that we spend all the time together so we were really we, comfortable we are, yeah we are historically a very close couple like I think some of our friends think it's unhealthy and I actually would agree from time to time it is but it's just our way we've just, mm. we're just naturally very close people so and but we're also very volatile in a relationship so you know when we as I'm sure everyone who's listened to the podcast will have gathered we, we, we love each other very much and we're incredibly tight knit I feel like we're already our own family but when we fight my like is it bad it's bad it's really bad and so in lockdown it was really interesting we had some amazing kind of closeness and and our relationship i think this is going to make everyone sick kind of blossomed in many areas but we also had some pretty big mega like blowouts and this is what i was going to ask you we fight about the same what two or three things yeah i mean since the beginning of our relationship what are those things should we get a dog It oh. was, was a big one in lockdown. Oh, we had that. We had that. Amen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, this who, is what I was going to say. Do you side? have it as well? Is this like a thing? I wanted to... Well, how long have you been together, actually? <clears throat> uh, we've been together just over a year. But do you mean fight over the same... Oh, look, I'll be actually honest. Jamie's pretty great. If, if it's going to be a fight, it's... I sometimes have, like, real big mood swings where I'm just an absolute bitch. You can be a dick. She can be a dick. And And I I know I am, and I'll snap out of it in an hour, and I wish he would just leave me. He'd note it and go, whoa, she's in one of those moods and leave me, because then I feel so guilty, because I'm like, when when the hour's done and I'm out of it, I'm like, God, I really was awful. Do you really have that? I'm noted. We had this, no, we had a bad moment. We had, so I was saying to Soph, Soph was literally like, I really want to get a dog. I think it could be fun. This was just before lockdown. And I, I'm really bad sometimes at making a decision on things because I kind of think in my head, I quite like my life. Uh, we don't have any responsibilities. 
We can go on holiday when we want. Uh, you know, all these different things. With a dog, that adds a lot of strain and stress to it. Sophie was kind of in a situation when Sophie gets something in her head, she wants to do it. Doesn't matter what it is, she she want to do it. It's like and a so mirror quite, of us. I'm yeah, more yeah, like you, and yeah. Sophie's like James. Yeah, and you can't change her. So we yeah. we basically, long story short, we decided to look at this this dashing, this this dappled dashing. And I was like, I can't really relate to a dash. And I'm going to put that in my like pocket. What am I going to do with that? So anyway, late, yeah. Anyway, Sophie was. And what I'll do is my fault is I'll say, so great idea. Why don't you go and do it? Go and have a look at it. When the time, because I think it's not going to be now. It's going to be in a couple of weeks, so I can deal with it then. She a couple of weeks turns up, and the time. No, I just find it the next day. So I'm like, I've got one. Here <laughs> it is. The next day, I'm going to drive down and get it. So she drove all the way to Heathfield, which is I thought I thought Heathfield. It was Heathfield School. I was like, it's just outside London. It wasn't a three-hour drive. Where's Brighton? Brighton, Brighton, isn't it? Brighton. Uh, yeah, it's, it was far. And I bought, I bought the bed. I bought everything. I was ready to take it home. Oh. And on the day, he was like, I don't think you should do this. And I was like, she was in the I, car. She was I in the car. I put the closet down. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it was bad. So she, she bad. that happened. So then anyway, she got really upset and really cross about it. So she said, fine, I won't do it. That happened. We then go into lockdown. And I said, quite a good time to get a dog. She's like, Jamie, you serious this time? She's like, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. All these different things. Spoke to my mum about it. She was like, kind of fun idea. We found this little uh, cavapoo. I was like, great. We did this. We started driving there. As we were about half an hour to Jenny, I was like, we can't do this. <laughs> we can't do this. So we had to then turn around again and come back again. And so to the point we got back home, mum said, oh, fuck it. Do you know what? I'm going to get the dog. I'm going to go and do it. So my mum then put us back in the car, 31 years old. My mum's putting me in a car. And we drove all the way to go and pick up this dog. And what was good is that we then, my mum's puppy, she had it, but we were looking after it. And we realised then we're not quite right, ready to have a dog. It is full on. I fully agree with everything you're saying. And this was me. I was like getting really close to being like actually excited and invested in it mm. and then the second it would the reality of having a dog would dawn on me i was like would you, i just I, I really like my life i don't want to do this i like being able to travel i deliberately exactly. got qualified in in everything that i do now so i could work anywhere in the world at the drop of a hat i haven't been able to really do it because of james's rugby career we're finally traveling as much as i'd like to now i was like no we're not doing it but james is exactly like you sophie and he's like when he gets in his head like it has to happen and if i stand in the way oh dear lord yes. everybody stand back because i'm like as soon as i get in the way of what he wants to do doesn't matter how impulsive it is it is about to blow up and he I, oh my god in lockdown i think it might have been the biggest fight we've ever had which is ridiculous because we've been through much bigger stuff than that don't what dog did you want to get a rottweiler <laughs> big and i love them but they're big and they require yeah, a lot of work a long commitment right, it's a big dog explain something to you right firstly i think all dogs unless you go really small are a commitment and i'm a big person I'm 128 kgs. That Rottweiler to me is like a, a lap dog. The fact that it's a horse for Chloe is irrelevant. <laughs> and also, there was also the other issues that she was concerned about. It wasn't so much about going on the holiday. was that she, the exact words were, you'll love the dog more than you love me and you'll no, no, cuddle no, no, the no. dog more Don't, than you'll cuddle no, no, me. Give it, give it. My God, no, that's no. exactly what Jamie said. I swear to God, that's exactly what I, I, no, I, I was concerned. No, but hang on. There is a reason for this situation in this conversation. James once went on a tour that lasted two or three months. I didn't see the boy for two or three months. The day that he comes back, he comes in his parents' house where I have to meet him because it has to be uh, whatever. 
I give him a hug. Like, I say, hello, blah, blah, blah. We talk. And I'm, like, trying to take care of, like, my man. And I'm, like, do you want anything to eat or drink? He's like, you know what? I'd, like, love a gin and tonic. I'm like, okay, cool. So haven't seen him in three months. Have just spent maybe two minutes max with him. Go into the kitchen to get him a gin and tonic. Come back. Him and the dog are asleep on the sofa. And I'm like, babe, here's your gin and tonic. He's like, thanks, babe. I'm like, can I? He's like, I'm just going to hug the dog for a bit. Went to sleep for about seven hours. Didn't get up. And I was like, if that ever happens, I will die before that happens again. So that's why. But anyway, please, Jamie, you please pick up. No wonder you're scarred. Do you, do you know what? But, but Chloe, I, I was the same as you. Sophie, Sophie can, Sophie's sort of like, so in a sense, she can only... If she wants something, she's like the happy eater. If you, if you want something, he has to go for it. He needs it. So that's the problem. But so I was, I was concerned. I was a bit like, I'm worried that you're gonna, you can only love one thing at one time. At so one you're gonna time. Might just start loving this dog, and then I'm gonna just, you know, have no attention. And that's what happened. Even though this puppy wasn't ours, you gave it. I walked into the sitting room, okay, into this like kitchen area, and she was pulling poop out of this dog's butt because it couldn't get. Her. I was it, like, oh, it had a problem. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Well, You've never done that. You've never gone near my arsehole. Well, <laughs> and here you are spreading the cheeks of our new dog. It must yeah. be interesting because, you know, she, well, you know, you've got the bloke brushing up the leaves outside the window, and then you've got you've got pulling. I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, I. I just before, because we, we, we've kept you guys longer than we, we wanted to, so we will wrap it up. But do you think, are, are you definitely closer and have you learned a lot about each other and sort of, sort of techniques for, for dealing each other's little faults? I mean, you can't get rid of the wind, the, the, the <laughs> farting out the bedroom thing, but everything else. I think we're definitely closer. Yeah. And I think, well, I don't know. I think you don't, to be fair, you are quite easy. You're quite a nice I, guy. I think, I think what it is, is that, uh, you know, I, I, you know, probably like lot, most of us, you know, we, we I went to boarding school from the age of eight years old. So I'm used to living with people who come from different places, different backgrounds, uh, different personalities, different issues, problems, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of easy with living with other people. So I think, firstly, that helped me a lot. But secondly, with Soph, it's just more that um, I just, when I lost her at the very beginning in terms of when I hooked, slept with this other person, oh. even though we were dating. And it's true. And, and Soph was like, I'm done. I realized this sounds so cheesy, but I realized that um, a life without her was way worse than anything I could possibly imagine. Aww. It's true though. So I, so I, whatever we go through, does it, whereas before in other relationships, we have a huge argument, I go, oh, we'll break up, see you later. Oh, fuck it, I'm, I'm over this. Now, I will never say that. And if Sophie Aww. says that to me, I go, why do you threaten me with that? Because it's probably, stop threatening me with that because it's, yeah. it's not true. You don't want to, so don't say that. And actually what I've realized is it doesn't matter what arguments you have, all those different things, you're probably going to have spats and whatever, but you kind of just get through it in the end. And you just, and also I used to play games. Now I don't, now I say how I feel. So if, if she pisses me off, she does think I'll be like, look, you're pissing me off right now. Whereas before I wouldn't do that. But I think that's what I learned. Just be honest with how you're feeling. Otherwise you get yourself caught up. Oh, I love that. I, I think, love everything you just said. I think that's really important, actually, because I'm a bit like Spend the other side. Spend more time with Jamie. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I get ex- I get explosive, you know, because and say things like, oh, you know, let's sack it off. Sophie does that all the time. But I think, I think you two are quite similar, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Papa either. <laughs> couple swap. You're not in, but apart from I, I don't hide farting. You're not going to pull poo out of my dog's bum. Thanks no, listen, James. Crazy. I don't hide it now. I don't hide it. Oh, to yeah. the fact right, that I fine. wake her up sometimes. Right. <laughs> but I, I, I think that's really interesting though, because I said to Chloe on our, actually on our last episode, 
I said that, you know, people talk about leaving a relationship and my belief and what ties into very nicely to what we talk about at the start of that desire to just to have sex with different people. Where men have to, to, to wake up and I think everybody has to wake up is you'd always look at your partner. Is your life better with them than without them? And I, you know, I knew pretty early on, maybe, uh, uh, you know, a year, a year into Chloe, uh, Chloe and our relationship, she was the one for me. That but my life was always going to be better with her than without her. So, yes, we spend a lot of time together. Yes, we have explosive, explosive rows. And I've probably got some growing up to do in terms of almost the reverse of what you two have gone through, throwing out stuff. Because I never want to leave Chloe. I always want to be with her. I love her. She's the best thing about me. And she's made me a better person. So much so that I obviously was, must have been even more of an arsehole than I am now because... <laughs> Friends and people will come up and go, and I have proper genuine conversations. Because I went to boarding school with men the entire time, my view on women, my view on everything was very kind of, uh, I saw women in a certain light. I didn't have any female friends. Uh, I was very much like rugby, shit chat, etc. Now I, I, I like to have genuine conversation and say, you know, I think it's important to say that you love your wife. I think it's important to say this. And I think it's been a really kind of interesting journey which she's she's helped me on. But but Sophie, you just lastly, so you 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 feel the same way that you, you you're much more happy now and, and, and that you're secure than ever? Yeah, I definitely do. I think that it definitely brought us closer. That, that, that would yeah. short answer. Give it something like sweet, like I said. You're the best. <laughs> you literally, yeah. this is what, this horseshit. No, but this you know, what when, we, when we first asked the question, she looked at you and I saw her, it was very sweet. She looked at you and she had a big grin on her face and she went, oh, we definitely got much she's closer. she's on camera. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, you tell me, I yeah. saw it, babe, I saw it. So what's next for you both? Sophie, what's next for you? What are you up to at the moment? Well, we're just sort of like settling into this new place, which is really nice because it's obviously before I lived, I moved into Jamie's house, whereas this is both of ours and we both decorated it. I haven't decorated, you decorated We're in James's house and I'm so, and I've got my own flat in London and I'm looking, I'm going to sell it and get somewhere else. But I'm so jealous because I'm desperate, like absolutely desperate for us to find our own property in London. We've always just had two separate properties, even though we live together and we have done for years. And I'm like, James, do you know how nice it is when you buy somewhere with a partner and then you like furnish it and you decorate yeah. it? And like, it's so, it's such a lovely thing to do. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. really is. And you come home and you're like, oh, I love you. Like, it's yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so listen, I can let you guys know, uh, I'm doing Strictly. So, yeah. so yeah. I was going to ask that. That was my that was my last question to say. Yeah. Are, are you going to be doing Strictly Come Dancing? I, I saw yeah, it. So you've heard the podcast I've done like, saying it. Yeah, yeah. So it's announced. Yeah, oh so my god, announced. I want to come watch you. I know don't, so many trust people me, you who don't. Five show. hours sitting in a plastic chair. You'll. you'll I don't know whether they're doing that though. This I don't know. I have no idea. And they only give you donuts. Then definitely come with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will come with. Well, I mean, I, but I'll be there with my like mini vat of Sauvignon Blanc. Babe, you're gonna smash Strictly. I'm so excited for you, Sophie. How Sorry. do you feel about this? Are you excited or nervous? I'm so excited. I'm really, really happy because he was so gutted last year. So I'm just so happy you've been given another shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah what yeah. happened? Was it your foot that you did yeah, something to your I, foot? Yeah, I, I had this plantar fascia. James, you know the plantar fascia ligament snapped. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, just freaking to... awful. And so, and it was. I had a. I had a um, what's those injections that you get? Cortisone. When, cortisone. cortisone injection. It just it healed. It didn't feel the pain, but then it just loosened it and made it weak. And then I was dancing on it for three weeks, and it just the whole thing snapped. Yeah, yeah that um, happened to him. Yeah. Just, so just before we wrap this up, where, where can they find you guys if, if they want yeah, to listen to your podcast you want to on social media? Let us know. Yeah, it, it, I mean, private parts podcast. Go and have a listen to that. Uh, Acast, iTunes. That would be super amazing. Uh, so Instagram, Sophie Habu. Lots of her in bikinis. Oh my god, your off. Instagram is everything. Yeah, I'm not allowed to look <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. at it because apparently I got you a bit can follow scary. her. You have permission. I got a bit scary <laughs> again. We've come a long way from that. Happy you to got hungry. Wait, she was like this. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" It's like, 
I was researching the podcast. I, I was definitely researching the podcast. Um, so, please feel feel free. You have permission. Full permission. <laughs> Just like, just stop short of happy eating, just, yeah? Chloe, can we just please, just accept that, that James's new nickname is the happy, happy eater. eater. <laughs> 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 Hashtag happy eater, I'll be like that. What are you doing, James? I'm researching Sophie again, but she was on the podcast last week. <laughs> what, she? Um, okay. And Jamie, where can they find you? Stop freaking everyone out. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, just on on Instagram as well. Just uh, Jamie Lang. Um, just, just Jamie Lang. It's fine. Just, but yeah, go and check out our podcast as well, Private Parts. That'd be amazing. That's all I can. Uh, we actually got through none of the, the, the listeners' questions this week, so we, we apologise. But if you've got questions it. for any of our guests or for, for Chloe and I, uh, please email cqquestions at jameshaskell.org. That is cqquestions at jameshaskell.org. I'm James Haskell. It's been Jamie Lang, Sophia Boo. You've been. Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you like this, then please share, please subscribe, give us a rating. If it's crap, just don't bother because we don't need the, the confidence <laughs> kicking. And we'll catch you all soon for episode seven. <laughs> Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.